Hi, I'm Susan and welcome to Managing Life 101, a podcast where my husband, Jim and I, share our journey of transforming our old, old lives that lacked satisfaction into beautiful lives filled with true joy, love, and purpose through growing and managing what we can control. We'll share practical tips, strategies, and personal experiences to help you take control of your life and create the one you want to live. Join us as we help you learn to manage your life so your life won't manage you. Thank you for tuning in. And a heart that's me and a heart that's true. Hi, today's episode in Managing Life 101 is all about self-discipline and goals. And you think, oh, goals and self-discipline. Well, first of all, you got to have some self-discipline in order to set a goal. And then you just don't set a goal and let it like, oh, nothing goes on. And if you haven't seen it, we did a podcast last time about habits and developing good habits. Self-discipline is part of that. And so we're going to not only talk about that, but we're going to focus, have a little focus in about finances. Because I'll tell you right now, everything has become so expensive. Um, You know, we were reading some statistics. We love Dave Ramsey. And some of the statistics, and I want to read this one thing that Dave Ramsey said. And it was so cool. It said, today there are three kinds of people, the haves, the have-nots, and they have not paid for what they have. <laughs> and I thought, oh yeah, boy, you know, credit cards, out of control, out of control. So, and statistically, do you know that only 60% of American retirees say using a credit card, it's a roadblock in saving. You know, it's kind of like what they see as a roadblock in saving. Mm-hmm. But mostly it talked about in discipline and disciplining yourself to do the things you need to do when you need to do them. Mm-hmm. Not only that, and the day will come when you will be able to do the things you want to do because you want to do them. And he summarizes everything by uh, saying, you know, live like nobody else right now so that then you can live like nobody else, which means when you're living like nobody else right now, what are you doing with your money? You know, are you managing your money or is your money managing you? So the first thing we throw out is all about savings. So say that's a goal. And the goal is to have an emergency fund. Do you know that there are, it's, it's such a small, it's like 3% of the people really have emergency funds mm-hmm. to be able to pay for something when an emergency happens and not have to put it on their credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, but to have that cash. So. You know, it depends of what stage you're at in life, but if you are a young adult and you're starting out, make it a goal to at least have $500 in an emergency fund. And ultimately, you want a goal of $1,000, and then you build it up to where you literally have three months to six months of living expenses Mm -hmm. saved. That's the best thing, okay? So we're going to talk about discipline. Because what happens is that takes discipline in order to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I can say like, oh, yeah, babe, I'm going to be really good with money, which I've said to you before. Mm -hmm. Because we're talking about this because we have done things in the past that have not been disciplined. Let me put it this way. I, in particular, I'm just going to talk about myself. 
have not been super disciplined with my money in years past. Now, since Jim and I have been married, which is 31 plus years, I've become so much better because he had some really good habits around money. So they wore off on me, but I had to learn to become disciplined when it came to money. All right, disciplined. So this is one of my favorite books. I think we've probably read something out of this before. And it's called The Power of Discipline. And it's seven ways it can change your life. It's by Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy is a great motivational, world-renowned speaker. And um, here's what he said about goals. It seems that only 3% of adults have written goals and plans, and they earn more than 97% total. Isn't that amazing? 3% mm -hmm. have written goals and plans, and basically they are about the 97% earners. So henceforth, when you hear that whole term about the one percenters, mm -hmm. you know, that, those people got to be up there because they had some discipline. They set some goals on what they wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. And here's another great, great quote he uses from Jim Rohn, who also is a great motivational speaker. It says, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Mm -hmm. yep. And that is so good. And I know one of your early um, affirmations was, is you, you do the most... I do the most productive thing possible at any given moment. Yeah. And that's why we love affirmations. An affirmation is something that you take and you are going to affirm it in the positive of what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And you can t literally rewire your brain to start to have it think that that is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. Because you do. Jim does that. He does the most productive thing at, at any time. Mm -hmm. You do the most productive thing. To this day. To this day. And it's, that was so, it's so good. 40 plus years ago that I wrote those out. It's so good yeah. because it never gets old. No. You know, doing these basic things mm -hmm. that we talk about are basic. They are what has repetitively not only made us successful, but the people we read about, the people we associate with, the people we have interacted with. Mm -hmm. We are on always a mission to discover what makes you where you're at today. Mm -hmm. So we always want to find out. And there's always basics. Mm -hmm. the base discipline. I'll tell you what, discipline. Mm -hmm. So this was also great. He says, the tra tragedy is that everyone thinks they already have goals. I mean, they do. How many people, especially at a New Year's, say, I want to set a New Year's resolution and they're going to have a goal to do something or that, right? But they don't do anything else. They don't write about what they're going to do. They don't mm -hmm. have a smart goal. They don't have a specific layout plan, anything. Mm -hmm. And so what it is, is what they really have are hopes and wishes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you say, oh yeah, well, I, I hope to have $500 saved in my emergency fund. I wish I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what are you going to do to do that? How are you going to discipline yourself? How are you going to make that happen with money? Okay. Now, what I want to get to is when you decide upon a goal, this one I thought was so good. When you decide upon a goal, you actually override the failure mechanism. There is a failure mechanism that happens in our brain. And you change the direction of your life. So not only do you set a goal, all right? Now we're going to get to like, well, what do you do once you set that? Because, yeah, I have wanted to change, and I have changed, as have you, mm -hmm. the failure mechanism of my, of, my, of my 
brain. True. It's so different because we had a lot of failures mm-hmm. and we have a lot of successes today. <clears throat> Majority. All right. So here's what he did. He gave me a seven-step formula. All right. Now grab a piece of paper and pencil because you might want to make notes. There's seven simple steps that you can follow and you can achieve a goal. The first thing, and this is what we also, uh, it's the first key in our communication course that we teach of, uh, you know, eight eight effective keys to effective communication. The first one is self-responsibility. And so he says, first, you have to decide exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest part for people. Because a bunch of stuff will go around in my brain. Oh, I get all excited. You know, the juices start flowing. There's excitement. Yeah, let's make this happen, especially if you're talking with somebody or you've read something Mm -hmm. that's motivated you or you've listened to a podcast that's motivated you. You think, that's what I want to do. I'm Mm going to do that. Okay. But then all of a sudden, something else comes along, you know, like squirrel. (laughs) All of a sudden, you're, you're off of what that was. So the first thing is to decide what you want. And let's use that example of... You have an emergency fund of $500. Make it simple, all right? So that's the first thing is you decide exactly what you want. Second, write it down. So first, you decide. Second, you write it down. A goal that is not in writing is like smoke. It drifts away and disappears. Just drifts away. And I've always thought that too. We've always said to write things down. Because it's like, it, it makes it true. It's like you've published it now, mm-hmm. you know. So um, it has no force or power behind it if it's not written down. But a written goal becomes something that you can touch, you can feel it, and you can modify it if necessary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Third, set a deadline for your goal. So you want to make it a little time bound, you know, set a deadline. You're not just going to say, well, oh, yeah, I'm going to have an emergency fund of $500. All right. By when? When are you going to do that? So have a time and pick a reasonable time period. You know, some people will say, oh, I'm going to do that in two months. All right. Well, does your income allow you to be able to do that in two months? Because if you don't pick a reasonable timeline, what happens is you set yourself up for failure and then you reinforce the fact that you don't think you can do this. Mm-hmm. That's really what's bad when you don't pick reasonable timelines. And always realize that as you review them, as the time goes by, you may have to adjust that timeline and that's okay. It's no biggie. <clears throat> a deadline serves, it's, what he talks about is that it serves like a forcing system. You know, just as you often get more done when you're under pressure, have you ever noticed that if you're super duper busy, you get a lot more done? You will always get so much done because you're always so busy. Mm -hmm. It's like if you don't have your projects going and you're not busy, you're not, you don't feel as accomplished. No, I don't. And I know that was for me when I was working. So I had to really learn Mm -hmm. when I retired that I had all this time and I didn't just seem to be as productive. Mm -hmm. So it's good, these deadlines. Okay. The fourth, make a list. This is number four. Make a list of everything you can think of that you could possibly do to achieve your goal. Henry Ford, who's one of our favorites, we've quoted him from Think and Grow Rich before by Napoleon Hill, which is an excellent book about finances. Henry Ford said the biggest goal 
can be accomplished if you break it down into enough small steps. So you think, okay, well, I'm going to take and I'm going to have $500 six months from now. And if today is the 3rd of January, then you put down on the 3rd of July, which would be six months exactly, I'm going to have $500 saved. Now, let's figure out the steps that you're going to have to take in order to do that. So you make a list, first of all, of what are all the obstacles and difficulties, which I thought was great because I had never really thought about that. I just always thought about what can I do in order to do that. But there are obstacles and difficulties that come in your way. And think about what are those. Jot them down. All right. So and all of this can just be whether you do it on a computer or you handwrite. Bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. <clears throat> Next, make a list of the additional large lot knowledge and skills you will require to achieve your goals. What are you going to need? You know, well, knowledge. Oh gosh, I I I need more need need to know more about money. Skill. I need to have a skill that I could do to make some money. Make a list of the people whose cooperation and support you will require to achieve your goal. That could be like you have a support person, you know, an accountability partner. So if I tell you I have a goal, like I have the goal, which I've told you to get all of our tax information done by February 29th of this year, 2023. And I am now making the list of all the things that need to be done in order to accomplish that. And I've made you part of my accountability team to help me keep on track with that. And then make a list of everything you can think of that you will have to do and then add to this. So this is a dynamic list that keeps going on. You might, not, you might need to do something else as you discover the time. You might need to invite some other people to help support you on this. And Napoleon Hill, who I mentioned in Think and Grow Rich, we love that. The most common reason that people fail to achieve their goals is because they do not make new plans to replace the old ones when the situations change. That's key. Because you can have a goal and along the way you might have to change. Fifth, organize that list, which means then you prioritize it and you um, put it in an appropriate sequence of when to have those things done. Six, take action on your plan immediately. Don't just write it and then put it away. Take action on it del deliberately. And the difference between winners and losers in life is simply that winners take the first step. Always the hardest thing of anything you do is taking that first step. If you haven't worked out for a while and you want to start going back and working out, the hardest thing is that first workout. But then once you go, you just, your body wants it. Same way with doing this. You build your self-esteem by accomplishing these things. And seventh is do something every day. Just do something every day that moves you in the direction of your major goal. You know, when you do something every day toward the direction of your goal, you develop momentum. This momentum, this sense of forward motion, motivates you, inspires you, and energizes you. That's seven steps to do in creating a goal. When we talked about that, I know you had some great goals that you've set in the past. Think of one. I know they're it. <laughs> well, one of my early ones was to, I want to make 3000 a month. Mm -hmm. I make 3000 a month in salary. 
And I don't even know if I had a job at the time. I, was I love that. Fresh out of prison. Yeah. Or as mom called it, camp. Yeah, his mom used to call it, he was at camp. And um, it was extended stay camp. <laughs> and it really, you know, you don't want to go there. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. I wouldn't recommend it. No. But anyway, yeah, I make 3000 a month. And I didn't know how I was going to do that. And um, I mean, I did not put a timeline on that because I did, had no idea how I was going to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> because the, the original jobs that I had were just manual labor, $5 an hour. And um, so I didn't know if I'd, I knew I was going to make 3000 a month at some point. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how or when. Mm -hmm. And um, even when I got a, um, a job at Miller Beer, that was, I think I made 24000 a year. Yeah. Something like well, that. Well, and that was, look at how many years ago that and, was. Um, sure, but I mean, but yeah. still 3000 um, But the minute that I started my own business and I left Miller, yeah. I made, um, made 62000 that year. Yeah. And um, so I exceeded the 3000 and then it wasn't long before my weekly payroll and workers' comp and all that sort of thing was was over three thousand a week, <laughs> and um, then let alone money to live on and yeah. you know make a profit, mm -hmm. and um, so I exceeded that, and uh, that, yeah, I mean it's if you have no goal, then you'll achieve it. You know, boy, and, is that um, words of wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> if you have no goal, you'll achieve that. Yeah, and in the early years, whatever money I made, um, I went right back into the business for upgraded equipment, um, more equipment to facilitate work, and um, but I, but of course I had no credit card, and I could not get one, which was a blessing, and. Um, because I had to pay for everything cash. And um, it was seven years before I could actually get a credit card mm -hmm. because of my past. And then when I did, I got a, an American Express. that I'll never forget, I applied every year. And then one year they said, yeah, you've been accepted. And I thought, holy smoke. And so they sent me a card. And um, with American Express, at least at that point in time, you had to pay it off every month. There was no not paying it off, which totally worked for me. And um, mm -hmm. so I still have that card today, Yeah, you know, all, all these, these decades later. later. Yep. And um, discipline with regards to money. There's a uh, ship behind me. Yeah. You might be able to see a little bit of it. And um, a model ship. A model ship. It's the USS Constitution. Now, I saw that on like House, H-O-U-Z-Z, -Z, that app. And... Um, I thought, man, I, I love that. I'd love to have that. And um, I also, and it was about 800 bucks. And I also knew that if I didn't get a case to enclose it in, that over, it wouldn't be a year or two, and it would be so coated with dust that it would be impossible to keep it clean mm -hmm. and keep it looking good. So I knew I had to get the case. And the case was also 800. And so it's 1600 plus and to buy it. And, um, but I, I had learned through discipline and structure 
yeah. and consistency in how I yeah. operated mm -hmm. that I need to really think about this. I need to be really be sure about this. And uh, will I still love it a month from now? Will I still love it a year from now? Mm -hmm. Where will I put it? Yeah. And is it really a good buy? Yeah. It's a frivolous buy. It's a e ego partly because I just liked it. Mm -hmm. It was a want. Yeah, not I a wanted need. it. I yeah. wanted it. Yeah. And um, and I talked to you about it mm -hmm. for a while. Yep. And then I got it. And that was years ago. And the ship still looks as pristine today as it did then. And we get compliments every time somebody and comes in the house. People they go, wow, love it. They love that love ship. Love it. And I love seeing it. Yeah. And um, and I'm glad I bought it. Yeah. Um, the um, I've learned one thing with regards to business. Well, I've learned a lot of things, but one thing in particular, when you like with me, somebody asked me to do a job. They said we clean parking lots, and they said, "Do you do restriping of the parking lots?" Mm -hmm. And I hearkened back to when I was in prison, and when the guard said. Do we have any barbers in here? Can anybody cut hair? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I can. I couldn't, but I, I learned. Yeah. I had a great training ground mm -hmm. of, you know, all these inmates, and they weren't going anywhere. Didn't matter how they looked. So, you know, <laughs> well, did. I mean, to, to them. Anyway, I learned, okay? Yeah. And I had to do a lot of trial and error. Mm -hmm. But and you kept after it. I mean, you had the discipline to where you kept after it, and eventually you became really good. I did. Yeah. I, I cut everybody's hair in the whole prison. Yeah. Everybody. Well, I, same thing with the line striping in the parking lot. I can do that. Yeah. So I went out and rented a line striper yeah. and then practiced in, the, in our yard. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, I started, and then I bought a line striping machine. Mm -hmm. And um, then I bought a better line striping machine. Right. right. And uh, now I had two. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the thing of it is, I learned when you restrict the money flow out. Oh, yeah, this is good. When you are building yourself, building your business, whatever, if you restrict that money flow out, because I don't want to spend that kind of money, you know, does doing a line strapping job matter that much? It does. Mm -hmm. When you restrict the money flow out, you restrict the money flow in. That's right. From that point forward, I started getting line strapping jobs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. regularly yeah and I started offering them yep. on a regular basis and um, and then it was like well can you put in new bumper stops mm -hmm. I can do that yeah and then I went out and bought a um, industrial hammer drill I mean it's industrial it's big and um, and I could drill right into concrete and I learned that it doesn't take long before you have to get another drill bit that goes through concrete because they, they get dull yeah. drilled into concrete. Mm -hmm. The drill bits are expensive, you know what I mean? But I didn't say, well, I'll let somebody else do it. No, I bought the drill bits. And um, it just expanded my right. capabilities. Right. And, um, and I never restricted the money flow out. And so consequently, I, I made good money. The whole time. Yeah. I always paid my own bills. I always was able to save money, which I did, and, um, and progressed. And the deal was is that you really had discipline. You really you did have, have to discipline. have discipline. You really had to have discipline. Yeah. 
And uh, so that is something that I, I, I really want to wrap it up with the fact to reemphasize the fact, to reemphasize it, that discipline mm -hmm. in so many ways mm -hmm. will make all the difference in your life. Mm -hmm. It will. And to set goals and into setting goals, follow those seven steps, be specific on what you want, write it down, you know, take action. Who else is going to be involved? What am I going to need to do? Look at what your obstacles are. Prioritize. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and then ask for who else do I need to help on do this, and you know take do something every day towards that, mm -hmm. and the the discipline that that you develop from one goal, just mm -hmm. setting one goal, and you go through and actually accomplish that goal from the steps you've created. What that mm -hmm. will do is that will build your self esteem and your confidence to mm -hmm. where you can continue to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, the last thing I'll wrap up and say is I had a goal to get off of sugar. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a big goal and I wanted to do it in a specific time. So I, I knew that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wrote it down. My girlfriend happened to have a book that was all about a 40-day sugar detox that was Christian-based. So I said, well, great, I'll do that with you. So she became accountability with me. Mm -hmm. We did that. I prioritized what I needed to do in there and then I made it in sequence because I found once I got off the sugar then all of a sudden I started wanting these other things that I had to, you know, like, okay, how am I going to discipline myself against that yeah. and what else I needed to do in doing that and I took action every day and you know what, by the time I finished my timeline, which I'd given myself nine months, to really like, it was a 40 day, but that, what that did is that started me on a bigger journey. And do you know that in nine months of that year, it was in 20, 2021, I lost 27 pounds. Now, that wasn't my original goal. My original goal was to get healthier. That was a byproduct that I have maintained to this day. Mm -hmm. And I'm not controlled by sugar anymore. But I had that first goal. Mm -hmm. And I went through that process. So I want to leave you with you thinking about a goal. What is there something that you really want to achieve? One what, thing. One, just pick one thing. It doesn't have to be huge. It could be it, whatever it is. But really think of something that pops in your head that resonates with you. Go through those seven steps and give yourself a timeline. And then check back in and you will find that you have created a great habit in your life. So thank you so much for listening to us. We love talking about this stuff. Mm, we do. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.